we remember Tom and as we give thanks to the Lord for him, we seek the comfort that Jesus promises. Jesus said, blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Death is separation, and it rightly causes us sorrow and grief. Death is a reminder that God's good creation has been infiltrated and corrupted by sin. It's a reminder to each of us uh, that we are all in need of redemption and that Jesus has purchased for us redemption through his cross and through his resurrection. And for those who have trusted in Jesus, death is indeed bittersweet. Tom is no longer here. And, and that hurts deep down, and it's right to acknowledge that. It's right to grieve that loss. It's bitter. And yet we know that Tom trusted in the Lord Jesus Christ for salvation. And by the grace of God, which Tom received through faith in Jesus, uh, Tom has now been received into the presence of the one who loved him, the one who gave himself for him, the Lord Jesus himself. The scripture tells us that in the presence of God, there is fullness of joy. And we believe by faith uh, that Tom is now experiencing that full joy in the presence of the living God. And so for that, we can rejoice even as we grieve. And so as we seek the Lord's comfort, let us offer to him our, our grateful praise for Tom and for the grace of God that we saw and witnessed in Tom's life. And so hear these words from Jesus as he calls us to worship him today. Jesus said, come to me all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Would you pray with me? Eternal God and our Heavenly Father, you have loved us with an everlasting love. And through the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, our Savior, you are able to turn the shadow of death into the light of the morning sun. So, Lord, would you come now and meet with us today to receive our praise and our thanks for Tom Hope, for his life, and would you give eternal comfort uh, in the midst of our grief. Help us to see through death's dark valley that you are with us, never to leave us nor forsake us. We pray through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. If you're able to, would you stand with me as we sing together to God's glory, hymn 478, I Love to Tell the Story. Oh uh-huh. 
may be seated. As we gather this morning to grieve Tom's passing um, and to celebrate his life together, let us encourage and support one another and let us find comfort together in God's holy word. Um, this morning I'll be reading several passages from scripture. Um, first, I want to read Psalm 23. In Psalm 23, uh, we learn uh, that it's God's presence with his people um, as, and his um, shepherding care of his people that brings us peace even in the midst of the most difficult moments of our lives, as we entrust ourselves to our good shepherd. So let me read Psalm 23 for us. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. In verse 8 of the 56th chapter of the book of Psalms, The psalmist assures us that our God knows our every sorrow, uh, that he counts our every tear, that he even keeps count of our tossings in our bed, um, that he does not forget to love love or to care for his people, um, especially in our moments of sorrow. So let me read Psalm 56, verse 8 for us. You have kept count of my tossings. Put my tears in your bottle. Are they not in your book? In Psalm 116, verse 15, we are simply reminded of of the Lord's great care and love for his people, that uh, our lives matter to him, that the deaths of his saints matter to him. So let me read Psalm 116, verse 15 for us. It says this, Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. And then in Lamentations chapter 3, verses 22 through 26 uh, we find these incredible promises of the Lord's sustaining mercy for us. So you read Lamentations 3, 22 through 26 for us. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I will hope in him. The Lord is good to those who wait for him, to the soul who seeks him. It is good that one should wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. Let me pray for us. Lord, we come today uh, bringing uh, heavy hearts, bringing weary hearts, uh, but also, Lord, coming to thank you for your faithfulness to us, your thankfulness to your servant, Tom. Uh, We ask that you would comfort our hearts this morning as we hear your word, as we gather together. Uh, Lord, we thank you uh, for your word that assures us that you are with us even in the midst of the most difficult moments of our lives. Uh, that assures us that you are our shepherd who leads us safely through dark valleys, uh, who leads us beside still waters, and in whom we find the goodness and mercy that we so desperately need. Lord, we thank you that your word tells us that our grief and our tears don't go unnoticed by you, but that you have kept count of our tossings, you have seen our every tear, uh, that you know our every sorrow, and that you will not abandon us to them, uh, that one day you will wipe those tears from our eyes forever. 
Lord, we thank you that your word assures us that we are precious to you, uh, that you intimately care about the lives and the deaths of your saints. And Lord, we thank you that in your word, we find incredible promises made by you to your people, that your steadfast love will never cease, that your mercies are new every morning, that your faithfulness towards us is unshakable, and that you are our portion and our hope and that you are good. Lord, we ask that you'll be with us this day. We ask that you would bring comfort to our hearts, that you would help us to believe your truths. And I pray all of this in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. And now, if you're able, I'd like to invite you to stand with me as we sing hymn number 616, Leaning on the Everlasting Arms. Some passages and the family has given some passages for Tom's service and um, today, and, and there seem to be common themes through these passages. Uh, when I when I think about uh, Tom, um, probably many of you have the same experience. I I think about joy and I think about love. I think about his joy uh, in the Lord, his joy in his family, his love for the Lord, his love for uh, his family. And so you'll, you'll probably hear some of those themes in these passages of scripture. First from Psalm 100, 
Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come into his presence with singing. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who made us, and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him. Bless his name, for the Lord is good. His steadfast love endures forever, and his faithfulness to all generations. And from John 14, verses 1 through 6, Jesus says to his disciples on the night before he went to his cross uh, and speaks these same words to us as well as the anchor of our hope. He says, Let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and will take you to myself, that where I am, you may be also, and you know the way to where I am going. Thomas, one of his disciples, said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going. How can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Then from 1 Corinthians 13, the Apostle Paul writes these words, If I speak in the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I am a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith so as to remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. If I give away all I have, if I deliver up my body to be burned, but have not love, I gain nothing. Love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never ends. As for prophecies, they will pass away. As for tongues, they will cease. As for knowledge, it will pass away. For we know in part and we prophesy in part, but when the perfect comes, the partial will pass away. When I was a child, I spoke like a child, I thought like a child, I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I gave up childish ways. For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, then I shall know fully, even as I have been fully known. So now faith Hope and love abide, these three. But the greatest of these is love. And finally, from Revelation 22, the final vision that the Apostle John received of the new heavens and the new earth. John writes, Then the angel showed me the river of the water of life, bright as crystal, flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb, through the middle of the street of the city. Also on either side of the river, the tree of life with its 12 kinds of fruit, yielding its fruit each month. The leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. No longer will there be anything accursed, but the throne of God and of the Lamb will be in it, and his servants will worship him. They will see his face, and his name will be on their foreheads, and night will be no more. They will need no light of lamp or sun, for the Lord God will be their light, and they will reign forever and ever. Joy and love. Uh, Tom had a delightful sense of humor. 
He had a, a joy that bubbled up from within and came out in his interactions with others. He had a joy in serving others. He had a love for Jesus, a love for his family. And in these things, we saw the fruit of Christ at work in Tom's life. Psalm 100 teaches us that Jesus gives us joy. It's a psalm that calls us to worship. It reminds us that when we enter into God's presence, we do so with great joy. Uh, singing, Tom loved to, to sing. The family has told some, at least one funny story about not having air conditioning in, in, the, in the home and opening up the windows and Tom enjoying singing while in the shower and the neighborhood being able to uh, enjoy that singing as well. And that, that's, a, that's a, I think, a wonderful testimony of the, the kind of joy that Jesus gives us. It bubbles up from within and it comes out and sometimes you just can't help uh, but sing. Tom loved to sing. He had joy from the Lord. That joy overflowed in his love for serving others uh, as well as an expression of his faith. In Jesus. Psalm 100, Jesus gives us joy, and you saw that joy in Tom. John 14, Jesus tells us that he has gone ahead of us to prepare a place for us. And in John 17, which we didn't read, but it's all part of the same time period, Jesus speaking with his disciples. In John 17, Jesus prays that his father would bring his people to that place where, that Jesus has prepared where God's people can have the joy of God's presence. Jesus went ahead of us. He went ahead of Tom uh, and all those who have trusted in his name to prepare a place that we might dwell in God's presence forever. And that place in the presence of God is a place where there is, as the scripture says, fullness of joy. You saw a foretaste, I think, of that joy uh, in Tom's life. And as we believe what the scriptures tell us, uh, we believe that he is beholding that joy that we saw glimpses of now, that he's beholding that joy in its fullness, uh, which the Bible tells us goes beyond our ability to comprehend uh, the, the, the breadth, the width, the height, the depth, the fullness of the love of God uh, that surpasses all knowledge, and yet it's a, a love that we can know through faith. Tom knew that love of God through Jesus by faith and, and has now received that promised rest that Jesus promises to all who trust in him. Jesus prepares a place for us with joy in his presence. 1 Corinthians 13 teaches us that Jesus displays his love through us. Uh, you, you saw that love in Tom and, and particularly uh, family. You, you showed that love to Tom. Uh, in wonderful ways. You saw that love in Tom, his love for the Lord, his love for uh, this church. Tom, uh, depending on how you measure the length of church membership, I think Tom, at, le at least at this point up until the time he went to be with the Lord, uh, had the longest duration of membership at Filbert if we count it from baptism, uh, 81 years. And as Presbyterians, we, we count it from baptism. <laughs> Uh, and, and Tom expressed faith and joined this church and was a lifelong member here. He had a love for Jesus and a love for his church here at Filbert. Uh, he had a love for his family. 59 years of, of marriage to Rosanna and for uh, the rest of the family and for you all gathered here, I, I think it's worth 
pausing to point out uh, and just highlight the significance of, of that. We make marriage vows before we know what they will require of us. They're promises made in advance of all that comes our way in life. And uh, what you have seen in Tom and Rosanna, their mutual care for one another, the dividing of burdens, the doubling of joys that comes in marriage, and particularly uh, Rosanna as you lovingly cared for Tom over these last several years in a, in a, in a more intense way, we might say. Uh, what we've seen is a promise kept, uh, a promise made to, to love and to cherish come what may, right? These are the vows that we take in marriage for richer, for poor, for better, for worse, in sickness and in health, uh, which is a, a way of saying everything that comes our way, we're going we're gonna to stick with one another, we're going to love one another and care for one another through that. And I praise the Lord for how uh, you and Tom carried out those marriage vows, and we believe the Lord honors that. Uh, he honors those, the keeping of those, those promises. And Scripture also tells us that, that that love is a picture of the love that exists between Jesus and his church. Paul says in Ephesians 5 that uh, husbands and wives are to love and care for one another in a way that, that reflects the love of Christ for his church, which is a sacrificial love, a self-giving love. Um, the, the love of Jesus took him to the cross to bear our sins and to carry them away and in his resurrection to give us hope and life and the forgiveness of sins for all who trust in him. That's a sacrificial love, and it's that kind of love that we see uh, displayed in, in marriage. So I'm thankful for that. Thankful for, as well for the way the rest of the family um, has, has cared for you all in the midst of this. Tom, Tom had lots of things going on, um, lots of challenges. He was joyful through it all. I know that it was hard. I know that he hurt a lot and, and, and suffered a lot, but he, he had a deep down joy that still came out even in the midst of that. And it's a, it's a wonderful gift for the other members of the family as well, how the Lord has used you in, in caring for Tom. The hours, the time that, that you invested being present, helping, lending your hands in those times of need, uh, Though many of those hours were, were likely difficult, none of them were wasted. None of them were wasted in the hands of Jesus. And none of them will be wasted in, in your life as the Lord uh, repays that investment uh, with grace upon grace. Um, you will receive from the Lord a return on that time that you were able to have um, with, with your dad. It was not wasted. Tom had a love for Jesus, a love for his church, and a love for his family, and a love for those whom he uh, served, particularly in his, his career serving uh, in um, the, the funeral home uh, as, as that career. Tom told me one time that when he got his associate's degree in training to, to be funeral home director, uh, that he had to write a paper on whether or not there should be, uh, this, this is going to sound a little bit odd, but just hang with me for a second. <laughs> He had to write a paper on whether or not you should have uh, an open casket for a viewing during a uh, visitation. And he pointed out to me uh, that his conclusion from that was that it was an important part of the family's grieving process, that it provided um, a, a piece of closure for a family as they mourned a significant loss. Now, aside from the specific point that he was making, it was, it was clear to me in his sharing that uh, that he viewed his job as more than a job, that he, he got it. 
uh, he understood that part of what he was doing in, in, in his service with the funeral home was he was uh, caring for the people he served, wanting to do the best that he could to help them through what is uh, undoubtedly one of the most difficult parts of life, death. That he cared for the people he served and, and thought through those, those things. Uh, having worked with lots and lots of funeral homes over the years, uh, I'm always appreciative of, of those who serve in that way, who, who get it and who understand that it's more than a job. You can tell the difference. You can, you can tell the difference. And Tom, Tom got that. He had a love for those he served and um, viewed it as more than just a job to bring in income. It was a service to people, and, and he loved the people that he served. That love, that joy, the joy that Jesus gives, um, the joy that is in the presence of God, where Jesus has prepared a place for all those who trust in him, the, the love that Paul describes in 1 Corinthians 13, uh, that you saw in Tom and, and even the, the comfort of the new heavens and the new earth where there's no more sin but the fullness of joy in the presence of the Lord. All of that, all of that comes from the love of God uh, in Jesus Christ. That God loved the world for God so loved the world that he gave. He gave his only son uh, that whoever believes in him would not perish but have everlasting life. And that for those who trust in that love of God in Jesus Christ, you see it. You see it in their lives. You see it in their love for others, and the way that they care for others, and then the joy uh, that comes out of them. And I praise the Lord for how we saw that in Tom, Tom Hope. His joy in the Lord, his love for Christ, his love for his family, his church, and even the people that he served over many years uh, serving with Funeral Home. May the Lord himself give you joy as you remember and give thanks to him for Tom's life. And may he confirm to you that same love that Tom embraced by faith, the love of God in Jesus Christ, the love that gave uh, and continues to give. The Lord will be your comfort in this grief. Would you pray with me? Almighty God and merciful Heavenly Father, you are the consolation of those who sorrow and the supporter of the weary. Jesus, you yourself wept the grave of your beloved friend Lazarus, and you have promised us that you will not leave us comfortless, that you have sent us your spirit who is called the comforter. So Lord, even as we thank you for Tom's life, we are grieved by his death. So Lord, would you come with comfort for your people? We pray for the family, especially today, for Rosanna, for Chip and Jody, for Jan and Lee, for Jenny and John, for Greg, for David and Ginger, for Jim and Rachel and Keith and Patty, for all the grandchildren and all the nieces and nephews. Lord, help them to believe and to hear Jesus saying, I am the resurrection and the life. And may the sorrowful cry of their hearts give way to the triumphant words of Jesus who said, Behold, I am the living one. I died and am alive forevermore. I am making all things new. And Lord, we thank you for Tom. We thank you for his servant heart, for the joyful song and character that you placed in his heart and on his lips in his life. We thank you for his love, for his family, for 59 years of marriage. We thank you for those whom he served and for his testimony of faith in our Savior, Jesus Christ. We pray all this with gratitude 
uh, for Tom's life and for your grace at work in him and through him. We pray all of this with thanksgiving in Jesus' name. Amen. If you're able, would you stand with me now as we sing hymn 44, How Great Thou Art.
receive now the Lord's benediction. Now may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God the Father, and the fellowship and communion of his Holy Spirit be with you all. And all of God's people said, Amen. Amen.